So the 4 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. set, you would have seen a beautiful sunrise while you were playing. I did. It was oh, wow. amazing. So, yeah, like I said, I didn't really go into it with like much expectations, but yeah, it just trumped whatever I thought like it could have been. It was amazing because I, when I started playing, it was dark. Like there was still heaps of people there, which I also wasn't expecting. Like the it was like nearly like a full crowd and – as I was playing, the sun was just like slowly kind of rising up behind yeah. them. And then by the time I finished, like it was super light. Yep. So I could actually see everyone's faces and all these smiles. That would have been a dangerous crowd. sight. Like, oh my God. <laughs> nah, it, well, there was some creatures, but like it was beautiful nonetheless. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. And then walking off and just having heaps of people like come up and praise you and just say how much they loved it. Yeah, it was yeah, so beautiful. It's That's definitely my favourite so far, for sure. Yo, what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, grab onto your headphones. This is going to be a wild one. You're listening to another episode of Before the Money. Before the Money, baby. Let's fucking Let's go. Let's fucking go. Let's go. You know what time it is. My favourite time of the week. We are sitting here with Dick's Disc Jockey. Legend in the flesh, just Jesse, aka Jesse Upfield. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. You're doing? <laughs> Thank you for coming on in. It's a pleasure yeah. to Thank have you, you on. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being in our presence. And um, so today, this is this is an episode I'm kind of looking forward to. If you guys are a long time listener, you you would have listened to our episode with Alistair King, um, creative entrepreneur, animator, all round good guy. This is the better half of Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're for you Gold Coasters, you're probably familiar with Jessie or her stage name Just Jessie. She plays at a lot of like the the venues around here, Hellenica. Um, you're a resident elsewhere for quite a while. You know, where where are some other places you play currently? Um, I'm mostly playing at like Miss Me and Justin Lane at the moment in between like a few other little random events that I've been playing lately that have been pretty cool. Yeah, fantastic. So we're Lane, what a spot! I know, oh, they've cracked Justin it. Lane. And it has to be like top of my list, like favorite venues. Best I love pizza. that place. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> legit. Like, what do you What do you get from there? What's your pizza? Oh, it's got to be the seafood one, man. Yeah, Seafood's dope. For sure, yeah. for sure, the spicy one. Oh, Shit. I haven't had the spicy one yet. Ooh. I've skimped out on that spice. I can be a bit of pussy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I charge the seafood for sure. So today we're gonna get we're gonna get a little bit of an inside scoop to what it's like as a full-time DJ. We're going to also talk about some of like your favorite gigs you've played. And then hopefully, depending on how good of a job we do, we might get to we might get a glimpse inside the mind of, of Jesse and get some raw, rawness. So <laughs> we'll see how we go. We'll see how many drinks we can get into her. <laughs> <laughs> it always helps. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's kick it off with something interesting. Let's what was your favorite gig? Yeah, let's detail that story a little bit. Why it was your favorite gig? It's, um, I feel like when people talk about their favorite gigs, it's something that happened like years ago and it lets like stuck with them. But mine has to be one of my most recent, which is Rabbit Seat Lettuce that I played. Yeah. Um, what is Rabbit Seat Lettuce? Just so it's like a bush doof, yeah. um, basically happens in like the sunny coast hinterland, um, used to happen in like the Byron Bay hinterland, but then with all like yeah. the shit with the New South Wales government and all that, mm. they moved it up into Queensland, which is just as close they were trying to stop like festivals and live events for a while weren't they yeah so i think they weren't the only festival i think that moved up to queensland i think there was like definitely a few other ones but yeah their their new spot um land cruiser park i think it's called Mm -hmm. is a sick place land cruiser park really okay that's where everyone goes like forward driving and shit like that yeah (laughs) wicked (laughs) yeah that's like in the wilderness with good doof music and yeah (laughs) good mix (laughs) it looked like a wild time i was looking through some of the photos that you guys are putting up it looks like a lot of fun out there so photos don't do it any justice hey like what's it what's a bush doof like then for anyone that hasn't been oh give us a visual it's don't think of like a festival yeah because like it's not like that it's not like a splendor it's not like a falls it's not like a mainstream festival it's like totally different it's not like you're getting ushered into like here's your camping spot here's the toilets that you use here's the shower that you use like this is like the set times for the people that you want to see play blah 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 it's not that it's like once you're in the gate it's like 
Everyone knows each other. Everyone's friends. Every man for themselves. Yeah. Camp where you fit. <laughs> shower where you want or don't. Doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter what stage you go to at any given time. Wow. You just know that someone good is going to be playing. Like, it's sick. Like, the little side stages were just as good, if not better, than yeah. the main stages. And is it 24-hour like, music? Like, so is there a break at all? Well, there's, like, two main stages. Mm-hmm. I think their music stops at like a certain time but there's there's one stage the drift lab that just goes and goes and goes and goes it's like it's 24 hours like there's someone playing there all the time where where did you play at rabbits in the drift lab oh, <laughs> yeah sounds like the place <laughs> yeah. nice nice sick so what was your set like you know it was crazy fun like i didn't actually go into it with super high expectations just because like the set time was like a little bit funny and I was kind of like I don't know how that's going to work people are either going to be there like super fucked up or people are going to be in bed like there's going to be no one really early in the morning yeah it was like it was 4 30 in the morning till 6 a.m yeah yeah. so even for myself literally the graveyard yeah that's, (laughs) that's it I was literally like even for myself I was like do I go to sleep beforehand like do I just party through it like what do you do at that time? What so did you do? I, I actually, I did the responsible thing. I went to bed. I set my, I set my alarm for like 2.30 in the morning and yeah, got up, got myself refreshed and made my way there. Can't, nice. can't say the same for my friends that made it there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was They were just fun. shells of human beings in the fucking audience. Yeah, legit. Cause we had to, we actually had to be at the stage an hour before my set time so that I could check in with the sound crew. So if mm-hmm. you're not at the stage an hour before you start playing they start trying to look for an like a replacement for you essentially mm. so there'd be so many people that would just get lost in the party and like yeah, yeah. especially because so oblivion. many people don't even take their phones around with them because there's no reception none nothing at all so most people just like lock their phones in the car which again is like the beauty of it mm. there's no like social media there's no like distractions there's no phone calls no like your boss needs you like back home like too bad they can't reach you you know what i mean like that's kind of the beauty of it it's like to completely unplug and disconnect and yeah it was certainly the weekend that i needed at the time something we don't get to do very often yeah for sure you know just like literally going for a walk without your phone it just feels like you're fucking 10 kilos lighter for some reason but it's such a foreign feeling too which like i wish it wasn't like yeah, whenever I have like when I'm going for a walk, because I try and do it as often as possible, just leave my phone and, you know, go and have some like time just to clear my head. And I'll have like an idea because they always come to me then. And I'm like, oh, I've got to write it down on my phone before I forget it. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't have mm. it. That's mm. probably why the idea came to me, you know? Yeah, I've been having like um, lately, I've been just leaving my phone in a different room and I'll go into the office and I'll be trying to do some work or something. And I just get so ingrained in the task at hand and yeah. i'm not distracted at all by my phone's yeah. not in the room so then i forget about it and then it's just it's just yeah. a reaction pick well, it up just to see see if you got any notifications you yeah. know yeah i've just got my notifications off and i still pick it up to check if there's yeah. notifications yeah. knowing that like what not. did i miss yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. legit 100 percent. someone having fun without me yeah my phone's been out of my hand for five minutes like what did i miss so the four four a.m to six a.m set you would have seen a beautiful sunrise while you were playing. I did. It was oh, wow. amazing. So, yeah, like I said, I didn't really go into it with like much expectations, but yeah, it just trumped whatever I thought like it could have been. It was amazing because mm. I, when I started playing, it was dark. Like there was still heaps of people there, which I also wasn't expecting. Like the it was like nearly like a full crowd. And as I was playing, the sun was just like slowly kind of rising up behind them. And then by the time I finished, like it was super light. So I could actually see everyone's faces and all these smiles. That would have been a dangerous sight. Oh my God. (laughs) There was some creatures, but like it was beautiful nonetheless. You know what I mean? It was, Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. And then walking off and just having heaps of people like come up and praise you and just say how much they loved it. Yeah, it was yeah, so beautiful. It's That's tr- definitely my favorite so far, for sure. 
it's super cool because that moment would have stuck with everybody there too. Yeah. Like the sun coming up during the set. And yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Really cool. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, their, their perspective yeah, of that. 100%, yeah, 100%. That would have sure. added to it for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, especially like, you know, with the aided assistance of various substances that go around <laughs> at a venue like that. They're like, holy fuck, I yeah. can see you now. What the yeah. fuck? Literally, you know, like when you're, um, when you're on, you know, say like Molly or something, and then like you're so sensitive to like light and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So as the sun's coming up, it just like would have been like this euphoric feeling mixed mm. like with the music yeah. and the yeah. venue and, oh, we got to go to fucking Rabbit's Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm there, bro. I'm <laughs> yeah. sold. Literally, Alistair sold us in like his <laughs> yeah. episode. Like, yeah. I'm there, man. Just whenever. I'm fucking there. Yeah. He met a wizard. Like, yeah. oh, did you meet God. any cool creatures yes. like that? Yeah, there was actually one guy who stuck with me. He had, I, I don't know if Al actually mentioned this guy, but he walked around in like a tutu and like a little tank top the whole weekend. I swear to God, every day he was wearing the same thing don't think he took it off the whole weekend and he had a doof stick which i don't know if you guys have seen yeah. like all the creative doof sticks that people make but his was essentially just like a stick i'm pretty sure he picked up maybe on the way in i don't know <laughs> and it just had like this little gremlin looking creature like duct taped to the top of it but he like this image of him is like really stuck with me he um said something to, i remember he said something to saria very insightful yeah like he was definitely on some shit. Like, <laughs> but uh, Saria turned around. She was like, I like your doofstick. And he went, isn't this like such a beautiful moment? Or he said something like real crazy. And I was just like, oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> like to be in his mind right now. Yeah. And then there was some other guy who was walking around who was like, could have been my dad's age. I think he went, he must have gone alone. And then every day we saw him in like a kilt and like new balances like and he's like running around looks like a caveman like this guy's like so a sweaty <laughs> like running around circles everybody he was crazy but like so much fun yeah <laughs> like shit. cool to see people kind of like let loose a little bit like he probably works some like corporate nine to five and yeah he's, like, suit and tie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just goes off into the wilderness no one can like snap any like photos really because you know That's he just it. gets to yes. like to fucking let it out yeah for sure <laughs> disconnect <laughs> Fuck, I feel like there'd be so many people that would just go to these festivals like they, and then they go back to their normal lives yeah. and, you know, back into the rat race. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like even mm. some of my friends that I know, like had I not known that they go to Bushdorf's and I had just like met them in like the corporate world, mm. no way would I ever think that they do that. Yeah. So like it's just this big mix of people who are like like-minded in some sort of sense, even if like their job doesn't reflect that which is cool because it's like so many different roads sort of lead to the one place yeah it makes yeah. and everyone goes to something like that for a different reason yeah and, sure. and everybody's there for a good time as yeah well. sick so why did you why did you decide to get into djing in the first place how um, did that come about <laughs> it's i it was a funny one actually i was working um like a bar like a bar management job <laughs> for like five years um and like loved the place while I was there but you know when like a new boss comes in or something you just like don't mesh with them and you're just like all right, I'm gonna changes like, the whole atmosphere yeah I was just like all right, this is probably my probably my cue to leave but I didn't really have anything else lined up so I kind of was like well I've been working like 60 hour weeks here like this mm. is this is crazy like I'm just gonna give my time give myself like some time to just like chill out wasn't really doing anything. I was just kind of like enjoying my time off. And then was scrolling through Facebook one day and saw this like ad from um, Your Shot that was like, learn how to DJ, like travel the world, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I like music. Yeah. You've been around it as well in the, in yeah. the scene. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, not to like brag, but I felt like whenever I would go to parties, people would always be like, like do the music. Yeah. And I was kind of You're like, the ox girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Sick. I clicked on it and I kind of like looked more into it. Didn't think anything of it. And I was like, oh, I'll sign up for this thing. Like mm -hmm. whatever this is. And then got an email back like a few weeks later. And it was like, come along to the induction day. And it was in Brisbane. Obviously I was living here on the Gold Coast and I was kind of like, eh, can't really be bothered to go. So I'm just going to like leave it. And my brother's girlfriend at the time 
um, he was playing footy, she messaged me like a few days beforehand and she was like, oh, I'm going up to watch Jake play footy in Brisbane on this day. Like, do you want to come? And I was mm-hmm. like, Brisbane on that day? Like, actually, like, yeah, like I'll come with you because it's something that I might do in Brisbane, like yeah. since I'm going to be there anyway. So I went to this induction day. It was meant to be. That's it. Yeah. I like went to this induction day that I wasn't even going to go to. Um, like, I think there was like something like over a thousand applicants and there's like a hundred or 150 or something people like get through. Um, anyway, I got chosen, went through, did like all this training with your shot and then, yeah, ended up getting like second, um, on my stage on my day, which was cool. And then shit just kind of took off from there really. So w- what is your shot? Is it from what I'm gathering? It's it's maybe like a a competition that they also teach you the skills for like amateur DJs yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, um, if you get chosen, you have to be in Brisbane for like a training period, which is like I think like two, maybe two or three hours that mm-hmm. you spend with like a DJ like coach. Yeah. Um. So like two or three hours like a week. Um. You do that for like say six weeks, and then at the end of the six weeks. Everyone gets to jump up and play like a half an hour set. Um, yeah. And then there's like judges and yeah, Sick. you get judged based off like not just the music that you play, but like your stage presence, like your crowd interaction, like the your whole mixing package. ability. Yeah. All of it. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> and you got second on my stage yeah oh wow so there's like a couple of different stages because obviously playing trying to get through like 150 djs in like two days if everyone has a half an hour set yeah there's like three stages i think and then there's like a wild card thing downstairs which is like if you're a dj already i think you enter as a wild card so epic well for everyone that's watching on youtube you definitely have like the style and swagger of a fucking dj you know she's got jordans on 100%. she's got the flanny it's the, the, fucking the sick jewelry lock is dope i've been yeah. checking that out a lot i'm like that's fucking the lock sick. necklace it's functional too 100 <laughs> percent. if alistair plays up <laughs> oh shit yeah so you, you got the whole package you know so i mean i've I've heard you. I I think I only met you for the first time or well, a couple of weeks ago at one of your sets, but I'd heard your name bouncing around the Gold Coast. You know, just Jesse. You've, you've been <laughs> in the game for for a little bit. How long have you been doing it? Uh, I'm gonna say like five years now. Five years. That's a minute. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it feels shit. like so much longer though. Like it mm. feels like I've been doing it for so long. Because you found your passion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. It's wow. like something that stuck with me, and it felt. It feels like like when I came out of your shot, I was like, ah, oh, that like just was just so natural. Mm-hmm. Like it just, f- I don't know what I'd be doing now if that whole phase of my life like hadn't happened. I actually have no idea. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, so when you say things like really took off out of your shop, took off in what way? Like what kind of opportunities did that did that give you? Well, it was pretty crazy because obviously, um, it, and I would recommend it to anyone who would like who's thinking about doing it because when you think about it the judges are people that are already established djs or are within the music scene you know in this area so it's like if you make a good impression you've already got contacts yeah so Mm. for me because i was like pretty successful in it i had already had like djs and booking agents and you know club promoters and stuff like that come up to me after my set and say you know do you want to play here like let's do this or people messaging me like yeah so it was heaps of fun so from straight out of your shot essentially I um, started playing at Capulet was my first residency which is now known as Sub Rosa up in um, Brisbane so that was um, yeah that's (laughs) sick pretty crazy to look back on now but yeah and then not long after that is when i started playing elsewhere so yeah so when you when you went in and started playing gigs like talk us through that feeling was it like nerves was excitement mesh of both like 100 percent, it was nerves yeah like if if anyone knows me well they know that i'm like a very naturally anxious (laughs) person i get freaked out pretty easily so I always went into sets with this like mentality of like, you have to plan out like song for song, like what you're going to play. And, you know, I hadn't really like in your show, you get taught all about how to mix, but not necessarily like 
the momentum in the way that your mixing should be done. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to a gig and the person who's playing first isn't playing the same kind of set that the headline is playing, but you don't get taught that. So I was like going into these club gigs, like balls to the wall. Like, yeah. And I'm like, looking back on it now, I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, in my head, like at the time I was like, this is sick. (laughs) Yeah. Just go for fucking gold. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. That's like a big thing that I took away from playing it elsewhere. Like, biggest thing was like being taught that sort of like it's almost like if you're looking at it like visually it's like a linear graph sort of of like how the energy over the night should sort of go how do you fit into the whole event yeah Mm. okay that makes sense so like what would let's dive straight into it what kind of advice would you give to yourself say like back back when you were just coming out of your shot you know with the knowledge you have now um it had definitely like the biggest thing for me would definitely just be like track choice yeah like plan your music better don't just go into it and be like this song's a banger so i'm gonna play it because i think it's a banger you're not playing for you you are playing for you but you also have to keep in mind that there's a whole night ahead there's your it's not just you yeah so yeah and you really have to like watch the vibe of the crowd as well you yeah know? yeah really for sure. feed off that yeah, of course, like, you can play, like, balls to, ball, balls to the wall, like, straight from the beginning. There's going to be people that fucking love it, but then, like, the other DJs that are playing after you are just like, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, by the time they get there and everyone's fucking sweaty in a heap on the floor. Already. Yeah, that's oh. it, because it's like, mm. yeah, it's not a sprint, so you're going to, like, your job playing in a club is to obviously try and keep those patrons there spending as much money as possible. You don't want to tire them out too early or you got no one to play to and like it's 2 30 when the club's just about to yeah. close you know what i mean <laughs> yeah well i mean like as someone who listens to music all the time you know what do you listen to when you're just you know you're not on stage like what does jesse listen to it's it's funny actually because most people would just like assume that i listen to the stuff that i play all the time and that's not necessarily the case yeah. like i actually like some like alternative r&b like i play a lot of like georgia smith and you know, that kind of vibe yeah, when I'm kind of just like chilling at home. Love K Trinata. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on like vibe or like yeah. my mood at home too. Like sometimes I'll just like be in this like hyper mood and I'll be like, what's the hardest techno that I've got? Like, let's play that. And it's no, kind of cool because like Al not. and I share like a, like an office sort of like creative space at home and he kind of like vibes that stuff too. Yeah. So I'll just play it and we'll, bo- we'll both just be like, yeah. What is the hardest <laughs> so, techno you have? Oh, <laughs> like, I don't know, like. There's Carl Cox, like Umek, like, yeah, I got playlists for that stuff. Yeah, shit. So I have have a confession, guys. I lied to you. It's Cascade that has the Christmas album. Oh. Still. (laughs) Not K Trinata. Not K Trinata. Still, Cascade is sick. Cascade, yeah. And it it does it really cool. They're kind of like poppy. um, What have we got here? Let's. He does like all the fucking classics. This is Winter Wonderland, everybody. Let's see how it comes through. Play it to like the front of it. Yeah. Hopefully we don't get copywritten for this. <laughs> we probably will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally think that's a yeah, thing. <laughs> I'll use some audio trickery to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting a V Black Christmas special. <laughs> oh, look, it ain't Christmas. That's yet. enough of that. <laughs> December's one of the months, man. Yeah, look, maybe just drop a Christmas. I'm single. sure we'll still be behind schedule then. So the, 20, <laughs> the 25th will be right in the money. Just do like no, a all I want me. for Christmas is you cover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, legit. Just like naked with the bow. I can see that as the album cover. <laughs> Come out. The piano slides out on while you're on it. It's like full glass piano. <laughs> that would be s- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he's the king of Christmas. Yeah, for sure, he really is. His revenue goes through the roof when Christmas comes around. That's his peak it. season. All you need is like one good Christmas song, and like yeah. every year you set. Have you heard Snoop Dogg's album? Pretty there too. Yeah. I bet you. <laughs> Legit. Have you heard Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg's Christmas album? No. Oh, I, I have heard yeah. Snoop's. Yeah. No. There's so many hidden gems. You got to get yourself out there. My God. <laughs> Especially around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> You're letting yourself slip. Shit. Well, we might as well jump to because we got just a couple of minutes before we um have to bounce off to this interlude. But yeah, I, I'm really liking this vibe already. Yeah, look, 
Yeah. How are you, how are you feeling? Because you're a little bit nervous beforehand. I feel comfortable now. You guys mm. are right. Like in minutes into it, and I feel like I'm at ease now. Yeah. Legit. Once you realise it's okay to just get on here and dribble shit, you know the pressure just drips yeah. off. And we dribble some serious shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I love it. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a minute. Cheers. Alrighty, we are back and better than ever. Thanks for hanging around, even though in your time it was like milliseconds. But <laughs> appreciate it anyway. So uh, we were having a little bit of a chat off air um, in our interlude. And obviously everyone here in the Before the Money crew at Electric Sugar, we're all creatives. You know, we, we dip our hands in different fields within the creative area, but at, the, at heart, we all are creative. So one of the things like that creatives come up against, and you would have heard us talk about in our last episode, is these kind of blockages because it, it takes a lot of energy to really be your honest and authentic self within your art, whatever field of art you are in. So we kind of got onto the conversation of, you know, what happens when we reach those blockages, when we lose our inspiration and, you know, how important, you know, feedback and energy from other people could be. So obviously as a DJ, it's, it's a field that, you know, it has its ups and downs just mm. like anything. So is there times where you kind of like, you lose that slump or you lose the passion for it or like... For sure. Like, I think especially when you're in um, phases where your gigs are starting to feel a little bit monotonous, like, you know, you've been playing, you play the same venue every week. You play, feel like you're playing the same shit from the same playlist to the same people. Every week you can get into this kind of headspace where it's like what am I doing? Like this is, it's a, it becomes more of a job than it does a passion. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah, you sort of hit a wall where you're like, all right, maybe this isn't what I should be doing because I'm, I'm no longer getting any sort of like joy or fulfillment from this. And then, you know, someone says something or does something or mm. has some sort of reaction to something that you've created and it just like flips it all back on its reignites head. the spark oh yeah for sure like if i ever get like positive feedback from friends or something that mm -hmm. message me or if they see me out and they're like i listened to that mix that you made it was sick or like even if they even if like they just comment on it yeah. like on on like soundcloud or something like something positive it just gives you like that little like bit of a kick where it's like that's that's why i do this yeah like people yeah. don't realize how much of an impact they have just by because like like i literally just said being a creative, you literally have to put your heart out on a platter for the world to see and for the world to judge. Mm. You know, that's what mm. art really is, you know. And if you're not being honest, then it, it shows in whatever you're making. Yeah. So for someone to then just something as little as, you know, oh, I listen to your mix like every day. I fucking love it. Straight away, you're like, what I'm doing has a positive impact on that and that's super energizing mm, you know? yeah yeah for sure energizing is 100 percent like the right word to use in that situation it kind of like makes you think like well i did that and other people are enjoying that so like i'm just gonna keep going mm -hmm. yeah i think the little little bits of feedback and positive experience that you get to mm. and from people also builds into the momentum and then myself especially with to get myself out of my creative slump sometimes i need a little bit of momentum yeah and that can come from people commenting positive stuff and then that spurs on somebody else which will spur on me being in a better mood to react to somebody else yeah. who then yeah. drops another little comment and then it just builds and builds and builds and all of a sudden we're just rolling again yeah, yeah. so if like mm. for you reese um, when you, cause for everyone that doesn't know, Reese is dropping one song every single month this year. And so the very first song he dropped in January is a song called Ferris Bueller. Uh, very, very popular song, super catchy. If you haven't heard it, listen to it. So, but I remember very, pretty much as soon as you released that song, you got, um, someone reached out to you from, from Triple J. The, was it the tr executive yeah, producer? So it's the executive producer of Triple J on Earth, uh, Tommy Fate. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, I just was just chilling at home and then I got a notification from Instagram saying that I've been tagged by him in, and there was a picture of my face on his story Sick. and he was like, Oh, I wrote about V black on my blog and I had no idea who he was. So I was like, Oh, some dude's written about me on it. And I just messaged him. I was like, Oh dude, like, where can I read this? Sent me a link. 
and I was reading it. And then while I was reading it, he sent me another link and he was like, I'm sure you've seen this as well. And it was Triple J on Earth taking Ferris Bueller and putting it onto Triple J on Earth radio straight away. And then I was like, oh, fuck, like, okay, this is this is sick. And then I looked him up and realized that he was the, the exec at Unearthed. And then very soon after that, uh, Declan Vine hit me up and he was like, yeah, bro, spitting you on Triple J tonight. Yeah. Tune in. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I, in, I remember you like, saying, yeah. in like three weeks after putting that song mm. out. And then again, Momentum. And like we wouldn't be doing the things that we are doing this year if it wasn't from that if it wasn't for that one month mm-hmm. one a month drop that momentum momentum yeah. momentum and every time we drop off another one comes at the end of the month everything goes back up mm. again and getting that kind of positive reinforcement from someone that's so high up you know mm. in the scene you're trying to break into straight out the gate would have just been you know nothing but energizing for you know that just that in, in itself crushed every little bit of doubt i've ever had Mm, in music ever that moment when i realized that people who are in the industry are really fucking with it Mm. that's when i was like shit i've I've got something here Mm. haven't turned back since but with that too it's also like you never know who's listening Mm -hmm. so like it might not like you're putting shit out and you're thinking like yeah, like I'm posting it to Facebook. So like my Facebook mm. reach is going to have access to that. Mm. And it's like my friends and my family. And it's like, but it can transcend that so quickly. And it really does. Yeah. yeah. Going back to like the experience that we're going through. Um, off of that, we got introduced to a booking agent who then put us on two gigs, which then put us on to the next booking agent who's that got even bigger yeah. gigs. And yeah. And yeah. then the original one, because of the first gigs, has now given us bigger ones. And it's just momentum. Yeah. yeah. Momentum. And like I was just saying outside, you know, at that, the very first gig that we played as a band, you know, we rock up in the band that we we're opening for. One of the first things they said was, you Before know. Before the fucking money, baby, <laughs> let's go. Literally. <laughs> and then, I, like, from that moment, we're like, fuck, people are listening, you know. Like, <laughs> it is it is spreading. So, like, from there, I think we just went absolutely nuts recording, like, two episodes a week. We're just yeah. so fucking, like, we dove in head first, which was exciting because you need, like, it's very hard. You just want to know, like, okay, all this work that I'm putting, although we do it for ourselves a lot, yeah. like, it is very, very hard to keep that sustained over a long period of time when you're not receiving, you know, any kind of feedback, mm. you know. But it's it's the name of the game we're in, you know. We have to yeah. kind of get over that. So how do you, when you get into one of those, like, slumps, right, What what's going through your head? Like, is, is there times where you're kind of just like, oh, you know, I'll find a quote-unquote, you know, real job and is that not ever been an option for you? Uh, no, it definitely has like, and uh, you know what, especially, um, since like the start of COVID is when I was kind of realizing how like volatile the music and and entertainment industry in in general can be and how quickly it can just be dropped. Yeah. Um, as I think when I was facing like my biggest doubts when I was just like, hold on, like apparently DJs actually don't matter. Not not that much, but like at yeah. all. <laughs> it matter to the people, but the people, but like to the communities, but the people making these decisions, they don't give a fuck. They're fucking old and wrinkly. Like they yeah. got to go home and, you know, sit with their wife that they don't really like. Mm, and they're not in else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't remember. Maybe, what it was like. maybe they'll come through. <laughs> no, yeah, but I've definitely had those like moments where I've thought like, what am I doing? Like go and go and get a corporate job so that you can, you know, work full time and get holiday pay and set yourself up for life and all that. Now you're crap. getting me but excited. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then it Rolls comes down to like, very heavily. <laughs> like the internal fulfillment. Like I don't want to sit at a desk all day yeah. and work for somebody else. Like I'm, I didn't start DJing because I wanted to make someone else happy. I want to start doing it because I wanted to make myself happy. And it has made me happy. So why the fuck would I stop? You look happy. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> it comes down to, I, I just literally couldn't, like, for my own mental health. Like, I've tried working in a regular job. And yeah. I just deteriorate until the job finds its way out of my life. Or <laughs> I find my jo- way out of my job's life. It just mm. just doesn't work. Yeah. 
I mean, in those moments, I've, I mean, I've definitely had like times um, where like my agent has sort of been like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you haven't, I haven't seen anything new from you mm. in months. Like there's no mixes. You're still not making music. Like I need new press shots. I need this. I need this. I need this. And you get in these, in this like headspace where you're like, I'm not doing it because I don't want to. And I don't have any motivation and I'm not going to force myself to do it because then it comes right back to that mentality. Like what I was saying before of mm. like, I'm doing it because it's a job, yeah. but I don't want it to be a job. It's my passion and I want it to stay as my passion. You've got to find that balance. Yeah. But yeah, I said to myself from the beginning that if it becomes more of a job than a passion, then I don't want to do it. So yeah, there's definitely times when I'm sort of like, I don't want to do it and I'm not going to force myself to. The passion will come back. The flow state will come back. I'll feel re-energized, re-inspired when yeah. the time is right, but I'm not going to force it. Yeah, it's a dangerous balance, you know, when it comes For to sure. creativity. Because sometimes, you know, there are times where you need to force yourself to, you know, sit down and do the thing because sometimes you find that passion through action. Mm. You know, I find definitely like there are times because... I hate sitting in front of the computer. Even though I love designing, I hate sitting in front of the computer. So I have to force myself to sit down. I'm like, all right, just type a word out in Photoshop or in Illustrator and just see what that inspires you to create. And every time I do that, you know, that I immediately see a a t-shirt graphic and then I'm like, now there's nothing on this planet Earth that will stop me from finishing that design. Mm. You know, and it's almost like the the like switch is flicked instantly. But... So what I'm what I'm curious is like in times of you know when covid and your gigs have been like shut down there's no live events and stuff like that have you ever thought about maybe doing like a Twitch stream like I know a lot of DJs did live sets and stuff like that over yeah. streaming yeah have you done something like that um I actually did do a couple um in like the peak of covid when you were only allowed like two or three people or something at your house when yeah. it was like super super strict um my agency was actually running like a weekly live stream actually. And they're still doing it now um, together wherever they do it every Friday, they live stream on their Twitch, but now they do it from um, hotel Miami, which is where the agency is based. But back in the beginning when they first started doing it with all the lockdowns and everything each week, Brock would like pack everything up, go to someone's house. Like, I think I did. Cool. I think I did two of them. I did, one um, at my place and one I think at someone else's place or something. But yeah, I, I, d- I actually did think about getting into doing it more. So like doing some myself, but mm. the more I looked into it, the more intimidating it got yeah. with like, cause I'm not, I'm good with technology, but I'm not great with technology. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Like I looked into it and I was like, how do you hook up a GoPro to live stream, but with also the audio? And I was like, no, nah, maybe I can do it from my phone. And then, and I don't know. Eventually, look, I just gave up because I was like, look, there's people out here that can do this. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> it's yeah. There's a lot to go into streaming. I've I honestly thought it. it was as easy as just like setting up your phone, maybe like one or two wires and you're on your way. And it, the more I looked into it, the more no, I was like, no. oh, no, this is not going to be You, you can <laughs> easy. set up a stream like that, but then when you're watching it, it looks like a stream that's been set up like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just can't compete yeah. with I didn't really else. care about like the visual because it was about the music for me, mm. but I, it was the audio part that I was like, I don't know how to yeah how and to it, make this work if it's so important you really want the best feed properly that's like it possible yeah when it's audio. about the music like more so than anything else like that's you want the music to be like super clean and crisp so sick so like when you're when you're kind of in a little bit of a funk what kind of music do you listen to because i for me personally like i'm i'm a gen- genre like i just listen to every fucking thing but if i'm like if i'm anxious or something like that i play heavy metal like heavy metal screamo and all that kind of stuff so interesting what does jesse listen to when she's when she's in a funk and you know you're trying to pump yourself up um if it's if we're talking like before like a gig or if i'm trying to kick myself back into like some sort of creative energy i've got like quite a few mixes saved on my soundcloud that i'm always kind of like it's like when I hear a transition in like a song or something like that, it sort of sparks me to be like, how did he do that? Mm -hmm. And can I do that? So I sort of try and force myself to listen to what he did without seeing what he did and then see if I can, 
do that. Yeah, okay. So I love, um, you know, um, I started a mix series like maybe a year and a bit ago, um, which is on my SoundCloud. I think I've done like three or four now called my Slowdown series, which is sort of like music that I love to listen to but not necessarily music that I would ever get booked to play. So Mm -hmm. it's like really eclectic, like down tempo, always like something under 100 BPM, like super, super slow, super chilled. Like, yeah, it's like not, it's a really specific sound. Um, And it's funny because I started it because it's music that I love to listen to. But again, something I never thought I'd get booked for. And as it turns out, I ended up getting my first... um, bohemian beat freaks gig based off of those mixes which was really cool which was wow. then the gateway into playing rabbits so it's funny how it yeah. all worked out because B- bohemian beat freaks is just like a smaller version of rabbits eat lettuce yeah correct? so run yeah. by the same people just not as large a scale yeah, yeah. well so what do you think like ideal situation right because I, I know you've mentioned that you're interested in transitioning into producing and stuff like mm. a, when when the inspiration comes to you but like still on the dj front what is your dream set like who you who are you playing with where is it like because djing can take you fucking anywhere it can you know and it can it can find find you in some really interesting situations as well so what's your dream gig oh i feel like this is so in line with a question that i i actually ask a lot of people and it's if you could book any dj in the whole world no restrictions to play with you at your house who would it be mine would it has to be solomon so, oh wow it has to be Fuck. like it actually that's has to some be. like 24 hour rave shit that's it yeah. that's <laughs> why that is literally why the man once he starts he doesn't stop like could doesn't you imagine stop. playing with him like have you seen some of the after parties that he has played at wow. he goes from like a festival back to like some random person's house and will play for like 72 hours like the man doesn't stop he would just be so much fun to play with and that is Hands down, the reason why if I could book anyone in the world, no limits, no, like it'd be hundred percent. It have to be him. That's so sick. Yeah, <laughs> that is so sick. You'd learn and like, so much. From he's him like, too. he's like, you know what I mean? Like, he's like older. Yeah. He's not like some young hip DJ. He's like a veteran. Like, yeah, he's just doing it for the love. Yeah, <laughs> just pure passion. There's yeah. nothing else but passion in that man. And like, he can play anything, like anything. So it's when so when you're building your house, are you going to set up like a, a rave room? 100%. Yeah. 100%. I was actually talking to Al about that this morning. I like, I couldn't even explain to him what I could see in my head, but I could see it. And I was like, nah, that's it. Like if we stay in this apartment, the way in over there, like in that wall, I want there to be like speakers up here and heaps of vinyls down here and decks and like mm-hmm. everything. And I don't know how to explain it to you, but like I see it in my head and I've got a vision <laughs> and it's going to be on that wall. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Sometimes <laughs> they just don't get it. I was like, let me go on Pinterest. I'm sure I can find like a picture and I couldn't, but I was like, it's here though. I've got it here. So I know what I need to look for. Yeah. We, um, I know when I was living in Sydney, we knew this guy called Herman, right? And he, he owned like this warehouse. It was on like a ma- main street close to Sydney city. And the whole outside of this warehouse was just painted in like really bright, obnoxious graffiti and like, strange abstract abstract faces and things like that and he would always host like the after parties for like major events and it was you go into this warehouse it's it's so low-key then you go in there then it's like a split level you can either go up to his like loft house or you can go down and he had like a club and when Mm. i say he had a club like it was better than most clubs (laughs) so but the thing is uh everyone that went in there had to check their phones in so you couldn't take your phones in so say, for instance, you're walking down the stairs to the club, you look through your right and it's just a full glass wall and you see a swimming pool. And then you walk through these glass doors and you're in the club and it's just like a big sunken lounge, probably like, you know, 15 meters by 15 meters, like Sick. a big room. And you can, s- the way that the pool is set up, it's, you can see into the pool because yeah. it's like all glass. Yeah, right. And um, they have like a bar and the way he gets away with this is like, you don't pay for drinks, everything's supplied. Like, uh, to be rich. To be rich, yeah. 100%. <laughs> and like the b- one of the best speaker setups you've seen. Then you walk through this door, like just super comfortable sunken lounges everywhere. Just everything is plush carpet. The walls are plush carpet. Like everything is just the perfect fucking den. You don't know 
what time it is outside. Like, it's just one of those places you go into, it's just a vortex, right? Especially because you don't have your phone or anything. Yeah. yeah. And he also, which was the coolest part of this room, because we're kind of like under, we're underneath ground level at the moment. And you walk through this back door, and next minute, like, you're in this kind of jungle. And it was a smoking room with like vents that like took the smoke up. Oh. And there's like, there's like underground, ju- oh. Oh but, my god! But I say this is like fucking coolest club. Yeah, yeah that'd be sick. I'd love to have like a full blown club in the house. Legit. That's got to be like one of the best you made it moments when you yeah. throw like a big dick baller ass party. Yeah. yeah. All expenses covered by yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. That's got to be like one of the like I fucking made it moments. I just fucking created an awesome night for all my people and yeah, you know, something for everyone anything. to remember. Mm. Yeah, and I love that he made people check their phones in as well because mm. like we used to hang out with lots of like you know big influencers and stuff like that down there. The, there'd be Victoria's Secret models like around occasionally. Mm. Not my general crowd, but definitely saw <laughs> some. Um, and like they just felt so comfortable to like be themselves and fully send it because no one's there yeah. with, with phone phones or anything recording. i was listening to uh, i was talking to herman for the very brief time because he's like one of those aloof guys that just like vanishes right yeah some Ooh, some of the times he wasn't even at the parties which is some fucking like like real <laughs> wizard shit but he was telling me about some this one time madonna was there and she was skinny dipping in the pool and like like i said you could see right into the pool she was there with all her dancers and stuff like that and purely because no one had their phones. Everyone just felt like they yeah. could fully let loose. Completely off grid. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like um, rabbit seat lettuce, like yeah. you were saying. Yeah. You know? Just that yeah, freeing feeling. Yeah, there's no like, shame. Like you just kind of, like there's no need to put on this like facade that you're someone else. Be mm. 100% yourself in that space because what yeah. what are the repercussions? And music brings that out of people as well, I think. Mm. You know? Yeah, for sure. Music like connects people. It brings out like sort of like a different aspect of them. Something that maybe they like don't show off um, in everyday situations. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so I could imagine you with that kind of house, like especially because you're going to be fucking world famous. What a <laughs> whatever you. Like, I can just tell, you know, you you're dripping in it. We hope it's the swag. It's the swag. <laughs> the swag. I feel it too. Yeah. Well, I know, like <laughs> Al wants like a club in it, like a club in the house, just as much as I do. So like, <laughs> let's just make it happen. Al's got himself a sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> he actually wants to open his own club one day eventually, so that'd be sick. Fucking, I'm oath. like, well, you've got a you've yeah, got a DJ, so <laughs> I'll be a regular. Yeah, the old dude drinking at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Alistair, what would you call that club? I was just about to ask that. I actually have the name. <laughs> Go for it. Pitch Black. Oh yeah, I'll definitely be there. <laughs> That's like one of the clubs you could get lost at. Like you know, like Revs down in Melbourne. It's like oh yeah. T- yeah, you could, you'd own a Revs for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Revs is definitely up my alley. But yeah, pitch. But the actual idea, I don't know if it would be illegal, um, but <laughs> it, in my mind, Blow it was um, basically you'd have two doors um, and you go to the first door. There'd be obviously a big security guard. Mm-hmm. Um, he lets you into the, to the second door. Uh, they take your phones, like, yeah. like in Herman's Back case. Vibes. And then you open the door. And they close the door behind you like a seal room. And then they open the door and it's black. Yeah, go through an airlock. So basically an airlock. And you can't see anything but lasers and the silhouettes of people's heads above you. And you walk in and you're just walking towards the ominous sound of the DJ in front of you. And it's completely black. Holy fuck. Could you yeah, imagine like- that on mushrooms? <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> when I imagined it. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way to do it. Holy oh, shit. Fuck. That sounds awesome. I'm there. I want fucking... I want the invite to the opening, please. Yeah, look, I'll be there. Fucking It'll happen. Yeah. I reckon it's like a hard techno club for sure. Oh, it'd have to oh, be. They'd be playing techno play 24 yeah. <laughs> So we've got two minutes left on this... Shit, this section. I know. That's it. gone really quickly. Yeah, that <laughs> That's what I said. Like when you come back to the second session, it's just like, you know, home away from home. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Way more chill. Yeah, legit. Because when you first sit down... And like I, I say this to like every guest, it's like you, you feel the pressure. The mic's in front of you. Like, oh, I have to sound like a genius. You the know, headphones are on. You can hear yourself being fed straight back to you. Yeah, well. it trips everybody out, and the light as well. Yeah, I find gets a lot of the light, too. the cameras, the microphone being like this close to my face. I'm kind of like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Just Jesse, where where can our audience find you? 
Um, you can find me on Instagram. I know a lot of people try and find me on Instagram and they search just Jessie, but every variant of just Jessie that I want is taken. So on Instagram, I'm club Jessie. Um, but on everything else, I'm just Jessie. Are you on um, TikTok? I am actually. I think that might be club Jessie as well, though. Mm. How are you? How are you finding TikTok? a strange platform hey? it is a strange platform <laughs> i haven't quite found my niche there no. yet <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird place trying, it is a weird place like the, there's like there's it's a big spectrum yeah. on that app yeah. um literally anything not anything goes because i've shadow banned for smoking on it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not everything within goes, reason like, yeah you literally can create fucking anything yeah I've seen like whole accounts that are just people farting into their phone. Oh, like ASMR. Fart. Yeah, I'm just Ugh. like, and they're getting a lot of views for it, and probably getting paid quite a bit of money. Yeah, oh. I um, I actually made one TikTok in like the middle of like lockdown last year. That like looking back on it now, I'm like that is so lame. But it got like a ridiculous amount of views, like five hundred thousand views or something like that Ooh, on TikTok, and I was fuck. kind of like, whoa, like. I wish that was something DJ related. Like that could have really mm. been good for me, but That's it wasn't. The, it was something re- like really stupid. That's the hard part because like I I love really visual, like cinematic content, you know, like I, I'm a sucker for Instagram. I love the platform. And then I'm going to TikTok and I post like these amazing videos that might do well on reels, right? Mm. And then it just, no one gives a fuck. It's like, no, just show me some, like show me some fast move, mm. stupid thing you know, with crazy transitions and no real like substance. And I'm just like, oh, that's, that's it. Now. I'll post something and I'll be like, this is cool. Like, this yeah. is really cool. I'm really proud of this. And it doesn't get any views. And I'm like, delete it, re-upload it, delete you it, re-upload it. It's going to take off. Well. I know it will. And it doesn't. That's it doesn't. literally <laughs> like why I struggled with it. Because for a period of time, I was putting a lot of effort into making like a daily vlog. Like mm, each yeah. Instagram video. But the amount of effort that I was going into making it to the amount of people that were seeing it, I was like, this is just, just doesn't work. It's yeah. not sustainable. Yeah. I'll burn out well before I Well, did I you see that um, Instagram quickly, is moving sorry, more into I'm a gonna video app? Pause these. Yeah. Let's jump straight back into that. But I'm going to pause it and we'll just do another five we'll minutes. Continue to wrap it up, but yeah. without just because we're still flowing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about TikTok. Yeah, because I was just saying how like um, Instagram is now... They just like put up a thing that they're moving more into like a video sharing app than a photo sharing app now. Did you guys see that? Yeah, they're going to like completely, yeah, pretty much like stop pushing photo content here. Yeah, which like I know there's a lot a lot of photographers mm. I know that are pretty pissed off about that. But, but the thing is about that, and this is something that I've had to kind of learn to do because I've gotten into photography and like I, I love it, but I, video is something that I haven't quite grasped yet. So the one thing that I've started doing is making really like you know jumpy and high energy videos out of my photos Mm. and you know it's a way for me to kind of blend those two mediums because trying to create like full video it just it's so much more effort and thought process and stuff like that and i'm only just dipping my toes in the water so i i started doing this stuff like that and it seems to be going pretty well it does completely open the door for somebody else too though yeah definitely instagram would be like all right we're just going video and then somebody else is going to come through like okay well you can't share photos anymore so yeah Yeah. but then there's like there's also people that are like well well that's what i use tiktok for Mm. so like who's going to be the new photo sharing app yeah yeah or a photo is just going to become irrelevant themselves in the foot a little bit there yeah it's going to happen because not everybody wants to put it all the effort in that it takes to make mm. videos. Yeah, that's it. It ta- it doesn't take very long to like shoot a quick photo and flick a filter on there and mm. pop it up, but videos have to be actually a little bit more thought out. Yeah. I feel like even but even Instagram today like I feel like it is very rare that you would have people pull out their phone, take a photo and post that straight away. Yeah, like for it's sure. Not like it has to be anymore. run through like five apps before yeah. it's yeah. worthy. Nobody nobody pulls out their phone, takes a picture and posts it. It's yeah. edited in a million different places. Yeah. It's from before. Yeah. Yeah. But what a lot of people like TikTok for is the incredible organic reach, you know, mm. that you can get. So mm. I feel like that, because I, I watched that, um, that live interview and that was the main thing he was saying. Like, yes, they're going to be pushing vertical video and shopping, 
but their main change is they want the algorithm to give you the organic reach that people are mm. getting on TikTok. Yeah. Because that's why people are flooding to the platform because, you know, you listen to Gary Vee, you listen to anyone who's in the social media space, you know, they're like, oh, post one video on TikTok and, you know, blow up and it'll change your life. It's like, yeah, that's happened for, for some people, but there's also lots and lots of people. I go on their, you know, page, they've posted hundreds, sometimes even thousands of videos and, you know, it doesn't, it hasn't blown up you know mm. so and fully worthy content too like yeah content that you know i love and enjoy and but the one thing that i have found and this is something that i'm having to kind of battle within myself is you have to be shameless on on tiktok you know the ones that i see blow up are people like oh please share this please send this with a friend mm. you know like mm. please follow me and you know oh, i really you need to receive <laughs> yeah that's exactly right well oh this is crazy right so i was going down the um I was going through the small business or entrepreneurship, one of those hashtags or whatever on TikTok the other night, and I saw this one video. It, it was this person, they owned like a iPhone case business, and the video was closing my store after six months and not a single order. And the irony of this is that video blew up and got like 25 million views, and they sold out, and now they're like a fully-fledged fucking business. Mm. How crazy is that? like bum content and it just was like it was a shit video and it just made all the difference because everyone you know people like felt sorry for them and they you know mm. went and bought a case yeah wow so it's the world we live in it's the right, tiktok sounds like it's just that you got to be the right video in the right place mm. at the right time mm. yeah like there's lots of luck involved life really mm. yeah well it's even like i saw this thing i mean not related to tiktok but similar sort of train is um i saw this post the other day and it was like I think I actually shared it on my story um, and it was like, you know, Martin Garrix was started learning how to produce and was on the main stage mm-hmm. the next year. Don Diablo um, yeah, hit the this. main stage like 10 years after he made his first track. Like no one's, you're not in a race, you're not behind, you're not ahead. Like yeah. everyone's kind of doing their own pacing. It just, just kind of reminded me of that because it's kind of like you could be making music for years and your reach is like, local and that's as far as it gets and then mm-hmm. one day you make a track and it can just blow up like this and it's you're like the not ready is. for it like khalid um ariana grande was playing one of khalid's songs on a story or something like that and then it just fucking blew up next minute she was he was opening for her yeah you yeah know? like you never know that's it comes right back to what i was saying before like mm. you never know who's listening yeah mm. yeah that's exactly right so on this note i mean i've i've got really pumped I'm, I'm feeling creative after this one so on this note let's get back to the wrap-up that we kind of got sidetracked <laughs> on <laughs> i love how this happened oh camera's oh, no. fucking died um that's okay we're, we're saying goodbyes anyway so he's <laughs> back no it's it's not recording it does that little tease it says oh i'm out of battery and then it kind of comes back for a few seconds then it'll disappear but um this has been a fucking awesome episode. I love, I love Before the Money. And Before I hope the money, you guys baby, too. Let's fucking go. Before the fucking <laughs> money. Just to reiterate, you want to be looking up Club Jessie on Instagram to find this wonderful woman. Um, give her a follow, please. She's, <laughs> she, you know, she's, she's been real with you guys. She said, she shared a little bit of an inside scoop into her life, the music industry, all that kind of stuff. We've had a really great chat. It was awesome to have Alistair back again. Luckily, he got a little bit of time to chime in. I'm super fucking keen for Pitch Black. If that doesn't happen, man, your head's on a chopping block. Now you're all invited. Bro, we're going to do a live before the money at Pitch Black. Oh, yeah. It would, it'll just be in Pitch Black. Yeah. So. <laughs> no cameras allowed. No, we'll... Oh, and all the voices will be modulated. It's yeah. So <laughs> it'll be like a fucking terrorist video. You don't actually know who you're talking to because it's auto-tune. <laughs> <laughs> we could just get anyone in and be like, say it's David Guetta or something. Or we could even <laughs> say it's just Jesse and be like, people lose their shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I love the shit. Before the money, thank you guys for tuning in. Before the money, baby. It's been another one. <laughs> Episode number 20, bro. Wow. Shit. How wicked's that? That's fucking craziness. <laughs> so, just as always, we are in the studio, Electric Sugar. Much appreciated for lending us this space, man. Really appreciate it. Anarchylabel.com. Make sure you go on and check that shit out. The 4th of August, we are dropping our brand new Humanity Collection. You might have seen if you follow us on social media. We've been pushing that shit really, really hard. I'm wearing the astro hoodie right now the purple people help the people 
fucking gorgeous. I get a lot of compliments on this one. I know I got a few. so nice. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, hey. I was wearing it the other night and holy fuck, I was getting some attention. <laughs> <laughs> like that, baby. That's Talk about cool. confidence. <laughs> hey, V.BLVQ. Head over and follow him on Instagram. We got a brand new track dropping at the end of this month and first let's go when i tell you this is a banger this is a fucking banger with a capital b and an exclamation point yeah let's go and then we'll be playing it elsewhere on the 6th of august holy shit finally month late due to this covid bullshit but we'll be there fucking so pumped and then the following weekend 14th of august we'll be playing barbecue that's gonna be a big one before the money baby Woo!